Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this morning's recording of Morning Prayer. Hello everybody at St Tom's. Good morning and God bless you. No, it's not Julie Waterman, it's the other Julie this morning. Um, Julie has an appointment to discuss things to do with her mum today, so I think we should pray for her. Um, I'll just wait a few minutes until uh, one or two people join. Morning, dear tree. I can see you've joined on my phone. <laughs> oh, morning, lots of people. It's lovely to see you. I'm just, I'll just say again, I'm standing in for Julie Waterman this morning because she has um, an appointment to discuss her mum. So I think I'd like to start morning prayer this morning just by um, praying for her and that it will be, although very difficult, the right decisions will be made to support her mum. So let's pray now. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for Julie Waterman and all that she does at St Tom's. And we do pray for her now and for Stuart as well as they attend this meeting about her mum. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that um, although it won't be easy, that you'll help Julie and Stuart to make the right decisions regarding her mum. And we just thank you so much for looking after her mum and we know how much Julie thinks about her and it's quite a long way away, it's closer to me. Just pray you'll be with them all as they discuss this situation this morning and that your wisdom, your mercy and your grace will prevail. In Jesus' name, Amen. So welcome everybody. I'm going to be using the Northumbrian order for morning prayer. And I love it because it's just so simple and it's survived many, many, many years. It may have changed, I suppose, over the years, but um, it was around during the 600s when Christianity first came to this country, uh, or maybe just after that. And certainly when um, Aidan, Bishop Aidan, was invited over to Northumbria by the king and set up the monastery at Lindisfarne. So more about that another time because I've been reading, reading all about it. But anyway, let's start our morning prayer this morning. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One thing I've asked of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. And that's direct from the psalm. So these words are from the Bible. And here's a prayer that comes from the heart and just pray that all of us will be able to um, pray these prayers this morning. It's lovely. Who is it that you seek? We seek the Lord our God. Do you seek him with all your heart? Amen. Lord, have mercy. Do you seek him with all your soul? Amen. Lord, have mercy. 
Do you seek him with all your mind? Amen. Lord, have mercy. Do you seek him with all your strength? Amen. Christ, have mercy. And that um, fourth one there, do you seek him with all your mind? I was thinking about that this morning because somebody posted on Facebook a Joyce Meyer um, reading for this morning where she was talking about dedicating our days to Jesus. And I just think that is so important. And I've been thinking about it, especially as it's the summer holidays, because for me, being kind of retired-ish, um, summer holidays, you, you realise what it's like when you actually don't have any work to do other than housework, of which there is always plenty. Um, and making those days count for Jesus, I think, is something just to reflect on and think about. Just stopping to say good morning to everybody. Lovely to see you, Pauline, and Deirdre, and Leslie, and Don, and Jules this morning. It's really nice to see you all. Even though I can't see you, but you're right there. So, here we have the Declaration of Faith. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Amen. And now for our readings. And um, the first reading is from the Psalms. And they kind of all link together in a way um, because it's all about praising God for who he is and recognising his plan and his power. So Psalm 105, verses 1 to 4. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make him known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. So there's something to take us through our day today. So do have look it up. Um, afterwards it's psalm 105 and i think probably the rest quite a long psalm but it's it's a lovely psalm remembering how god keeps his promises and the steadfastness of his character and i think it's great to keep reminding ourselves of that in a very changeable and fearsome or fear-filled in some respects world that we live in today I think the world's always been like that I think it's magnified now because of uh, TV and social media but I think the world was always a dangerous place to live and thinking back to those times of the first um, bishops of Northumbria and that tradition of Christianity in Northumbria life was certainly not easy with the Vikings at your door quite frequently and all of the other intrigues of the court and etc etc and the life of 
I guess the person we would have been at that time must have been pretty hard working the land, doing the will of the king, etc. So I think it's, it's worth remembering that above all of that, God is there for us. And I think that is, is amazing every day in every way in our lives. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Our second reading is about David and his final um, coming to power, if you like, as king over all of Israel. And it mentions some awesome people. Now, what I think is amazing about how God has preserved the Bible over thousands of years is that these people who are mentioned in it have been remembered and remain in our memory through reading their names in the Bible. They're not easy to read a lot of them, as we know, but they're worth having a look at. So here we go. 1 Chronicles 12 verses 1 to 18. And I'm going to try and be brave and read out some of these names because I think it is important to reflect on the fact these people were, people were real and they supported David through very difficult times. And now they're going to support him as king. So warriors join David. These were the men who came to David at Ziklag while he was banished from the presence of Saul, son of Kish. They were among the warriors who helped him in battle. They were armed with bows and were able to shoot arrows or sling stones, right-handed or left-handed. They were relatives of Saul from the tribe of Benjamin. Oh golly, I think I might give up at this point, but I'll give it a go. Ahazur, their chief, and Joash, the sons of, sons of Shema and Gibeathite, Jeziel, Pelet, the sons of Asmaveth, Barakah, Jehu, and Anatothite, and Ishmaiah, the Gibeonite, a mighty warrior among the thirty, who was leader of the thirty. Jeremiah, Jehaziel, Johanan, Jozebad, and the Jedorite, Eluzii, Jeremoth, Bealiah, Shemariah, and Shemphatiah, and Hazophite, Elkaniah, Ishiae, Azarel, Joezer, <laughs> this is really amazing, isn't it? Jashabim, the Korathites, and jo Joella, and Zebediah, the sons of Jeraham, from Gador. And what I think, even though I've made a mess of it, <laughs> what's important is that we're remembering these amazing people who supported and helped David through very difficult times. We also hear that there were some Gadites who defected to David at his stronghold in the wilderness. They were brave warriors, ready for battle and able to handle the spear and the shield. Their faces were the faces of lions, and they were as swift as gazelles in the mountains. So I'm not going to read out all of those names. You can read them for yourself if you have a look at 1 Chronicles 12, 
verses 1 to 18. But what's important about this is, is the history that goes with it. These Gadites were army commanders. The least was a match for a hundred and the greatest for a thousand. It was they who crossed the Jordan in the first month when it was overflowing all its banks and they put to flight everyone living in the valleys to the east and to the west. Other Benjaminites and some men from Judah also came to David in his stronghold. David went out to meet them and said to them, if you come to me in peace to help me, I'm ready for you to join me. But if you've come to portray me to my enemies when my hands are free from violence, may the God of our ancestors see it and judge you. Then the spirit came on Amasai, chief of the 30, and he said, <coughs> we are yours, David. We are with you, son of Jesse. Success, success to you and success to those who help you for your God will help you. So David received them and made them leaders of his raiding bands. Good morning, Gary. I hope you didn't hear me make a mess of all those weird names and good morning, Roxanne. <laughs> but it, what's awesome about this is it, it's an example of prophecy in the Old Testament on just a soul, not a prophet, but the Holy Spirit coming upon the chief of the 30, who must have been a pretty amazing man, given the 30 were strong warriors, skilled in the use of the bow and the arrows. And then you had the Gadites who were skilled in the use of the sword and the shield. Amazing, isn't it? And here the Holy Spirit comes upon Amasai, chief of the 30. And he brings this message from God to David to say we're here to support you we believe you are the right one you're the son of Jesse success success to you what a fantastic message for David who is in a stronghold he must have been feeling a bit down maybe and all these guys come to join him to support him for your God will help you wow fantastic I love that and although Chronicles is not the easiest book to read and I think Jules might agree with me because she's reading the Bible in one year at the moment as well um, it's one you sometimes come to and think oh I'll just quickly skim read this <coughs> but then you get these amazing nuggets of the power of God coming upon people thousands of years ago to bring his chosen the one that he loves into the place he wants him to be and that i think is just a lovely message for us in our lives to say that god is out there supporting us whoever we are <coughs> whatever situation we're in he is with us saying success success to those whom i love so that's a great great message for today and the new testament reading comes from john's gospel and it's John chapter 21, verses 8 to 10. So here we go. Not so many hard words this time. I'm actually going to read it from the beginning of chapter 21, so it makes sense, because sometimes the readings are a little bit out of context. But this is where Jesus appears to seven disciples. 
Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that, not that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it's the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he'd taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred metres. When they landed, they saw a fire burning, coals there with fish on it, and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you've just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish. But even with so many in the net, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. And actually it gives the number of fish here and I, I thought it was a, a misprint, but it actually says it was full of large fish, 153. So large, 153 fish and Peter. Isn't it interesting how you see the character of Simon Peter sh coming through again here? His enthusiasm, his he must get to the Lord first, he must bring the fish in. It's wonderful. And the fact that there was Jesus ready to meet them after he was uh, raised from the dead and eat with them, prepare food for them. Amazing. And just another lovely message to us about how much Jesus loves us and provides for us. Just like he provided those Benjaminites and Gadites to support David um, in his fight against, well, to stay safe against Saul, really, um, and to become the king, the true king of Israel, God's chosen one. So Jesus supported and provided for his disciples, even after he was raised from the dead. Jesus was practical. Jesus thinks about our needs, what we need every day, food, sustenance, lovely. Just a lovely reminder there of how much Jesus loves us. So we're going to move into our time of prayer and um, I do hope that you will um, 
some prayer requests into the chat, but I've got several that um, I've been gathering from around St. Tom's family and elsewhere as well. And first of all, I'd like to pray for all of those recently bereaved who've lost someone that they've really, that they really loved, lost that companionship. Um, and just to pray, and we think particularly of Don and of others in the St. Thomas community who've lost a loved one. And just pray that you, Lord Jesus, will be very close to them, that you'll fill their hearts with joy, that you'll fill their lives with things to do and give them joy throughout the days that follow that their memories of that loved one will be happy memories and bring further joy to their hearts rather than sadness at the loss that you will fill that gap that you will fill any loneliness that they might feel lord jesus thank you because you love us so much and are with us all the time Let's pray too for um, Noah and his family and we know that things have been really improving for Noah but we particularly pray for his anemia and we pray Lord Jesus that you will give Naomi and Louise great energy and strength in supporting Noah and helping him to come back to full health. And let's pray with Gary as well for Helen's mum, Norma, as she was admitted to hospital yesterday and is very scared. And hospitals are scary places, as we know, because they're surrounded or you're surrounded by people in uniforms who are all very wonderful, but it's still a scary place to be with other people who are unwell and with lots of equipment and so on. We just pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll be with um, Helen, Helen's mum, Norma, bless her, keep her, make your face to shine upon her, and above all in that situation, give her your peace. And we praise you that you are lifting her spirits as we pray. And we pray too with Jules and give thanks for Chris Picard, who came home yesterday. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that he had a good night's rest in his own bed and that he feels much better this morning on waking, that he feels hungrier and wanting to eat. We pray your bless Karen as she looks after him and nurses him. And we thank you for bringing him back to full health, Lord. And we just bless you for bringing him out of hospital. And I just remember when having had my children coming out of hospital was wonderful. You came home and you immediately felt relaxed and, and somehow more at ease because you weren't in that situation in the hospital bed. Um, we just pray, Lord, that Chris will feel the same way, that he will relax, that he will feel strengthened and that he will grow each day in strength and lord we pray to that you will bring him into a living relationship with yourself knowing your love your kindness your generosity 
and the fact that you're with him and that you will feed him, Lord Jesus, and restore his appetite. We pray too um, for those who are currently looking at the information about St Thomas's on the website or who've asked for an information pack, either for the, um, the role of vicar or youth and families worker. And we or children's worker rather. So we just pray for those people who've shown an interest and who are praying about and considering their position. Lord, we pray for wisdom for those in the PCC who are doing the interviews and that you will give them that knowledge, your insight, Lord Jesus. So the right person comes to that St Thomas's family to be the shepherd of the flock or to be the person who works with young children and youth. And we praise you, Lord, that you are already working in the hearts of those that you want to bring. And Lord, we pray to for um, Roxanne, we thank you for the strides forwards in her health and we pray that you'll continue to sustain her, help her to use all the excellent advice she's being given, and that you will heal her completely of these allergies. And we praise you too that you have enabled Leslie to feel so much better, and that you've healed her shoulder, her back. We pray for her husband's knee which has been very problematic and we pray that that will be restored and healed. And Lord, we just lift to you now in, in a moment of quiet all others known to us who are unwell or who need your support and help at this time. And we just go through those people in our own minds, in our own hearts before you now. Let's close our time of prayer together by saying the Lord's Prayer in any form you like. But I'm rather I'm rather wedded to the old version. But feel free to say it in any version you like. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. <coughs> and let's just... Um, 
reflect on as I read the words of the canticle, which are also very beautiful. Christ as a light, illumine and guide me. Christ as a shield, overshadow me. Christ under me, Christ over me, Christ beside me on my left and my right. This day be within and without me, lowly and meek, yet all-powerful. Be in the heart of each to whom I speak, in the mouth of each who speaks unto me. This day be within and without me, lowly and meek, yet all-powerful. Christ is a light, Christ as a shield, Christ beside me, on my left and my right. And the blessing. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. And how lovely to think of these ancient bishops and Christians back in Northumbria saying some of these words um, and we're still saying them today. So thank you everyone for sharing morning prayer. I'll see you again tomorrow because I seem to have got two this week which is fine. Um, and Julie very kindly has offered to do um, one for me later in August so that's lovely when I'm not going to be around. So praise God and have a great day and don't forget to have a look at those um, verse, that verse or verses in Psalm 105, 1 to 4. Um, have a look at the Chronicles passage and see if you can read the names. <laughs> they were fun, weren't they? Anyway, God bless you all and I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.